You're listening to the Quints podcast. ये जो इंडिया है ना इट्स ट्राइंग टू से समथिंग टू अस बट आर वी लिसनिंग आई एम रोहित खन्ना ये जो इंडिया है ना इट इज वेरी फॉन्ड ऑफ जैकी चैन सो हियर ही इज ऑन वीडियो विशिंग इंडिया ऑल द बेस्ट इन डीलिंग विद द कोरोना वायरस क्राइसिस इंटरेस्टिंग एंड देन दिस वीडियो ऑफ चाइनीज स्टूडेंट स्पीकिंग इन हिंदी इन क्यूट चाइनीज एक्सेंट्स अगेन टेलिंग ऑल ऑफ अस इन इंडिया that they hope we are fighting covid-19 with all our strength there's also a regular twitter offensive from china's ambassador to india mr sun weidong empathizing with india's efforts at handling the pandemic what's all this about well simply put it's part of a chinese diplomatic offensive to tackle the massive negative publicity that china has been barraged with over the last few months The world's top leaders, media across the world, public health experts have almost unanimously blamed the enormity of the coronavirus pandemic on China. That by refusing to accept and let the world know back in December 2019 that a new untreatable virus had been detected in Wuhan, they have the blood of lakhs of corona victims on their hands. If China had transparently let the world know foreign travel would have been shut down that much earlier the virus would not have spread as massively as it did across the world of course there are even more extreme accusations of the virus being created in a lab as part of some bio warfare conspiracy but we're not going there so for China to be trying soft diplomacy is uncommon this universal condemnation of China is rare Trump attacking China every day. He's also raising tariffs against Chinese imports into the US due to the massive loss of life in the US and Europe. Public sentiment in these continents is uniformly anti-China. Countries like Australia being openly critical, anomaly quiet Japan is encouraging Japanese companies to shift base out of China back to Japan. There's a sense that Chinese economy is struggling. within china also there is a sense of public anger which was most visible on the chinese chat site weibo when uh, the original whistleblower dr li wenliang passed away claimed by the virus which he had exposed for which he had only been targeted by the chinese government until he was proved right but only fatally so ab ye jo india hai na what does india make of all this China is not our favorite country. Firstly, they are Pakistan's biggest allies, supporting them diplomatically, politically, militarily, economically, and unapologetically. Gradually, China has also been wooing India's neighbors. They've taken over a strategic port in Sri Lanka. Most recently, they've prodded Nepal to rake up a border dispute with India. That's never happened before. Then, apart from bloodying India's nose back in 1962, there are the nagging border disputes. China claims Arunachal as its own, has been occupying large parts of Ladakh since 1962, and while shots haven't been fired at the line of actual control since 1967, the skirmishes have been constant, and if anything, have only gotten more frequent, more belligerent in recent years. be it doklam in 2017 or the more recent exchanges in the last few days in ladakh and sikkim china 
also enjoys a massive almost 60 billion dollar trade imbalance with India. So our economic ties are highly one-sided. China is India's only hurdle to gaining permanent membership at the United Nations Security Council. China is the only reason Hafiz Saeed is not a designated terrorist yet. So is the coronavirus crisis that point in history where India is able to get back at China, reset the equation, regain lost ground politically, diplomatically, acquire some economic leverage? What can India do? Well, unfortunately, the situation is not so simple. And India would be well advised to not be swayed by Trump's desperate rhetoric in an election year, nor be swayed by the belief that China will be permanently shunned by the world community as the villain of the corona crisis, nor be swayed by any media-generated narrative that China is on its knees, because none of that is true, none of that is going to happen. Yes, Trump has to blame China, and yes, China has blame to own, but Trump is also doing it to hide his own monumental failure in fighting COVID-19 in the US. He can't possibly accept blame with elections just a few months away. His only hope is in generating a never-before paranoia about China, spinning conspiracy theories of biological warfare, of how China plans to hurt the US economy, etc. etc. So while China is getting bad press like never before, let's just be a bit careful before we buy into that narrative that China is on its knees. And for that, let's turn to the facts. Yes, China will face economic setbacks due to the coronavirus, but look around. Practically the whole world is going to be thrown into recession by the pandemic. In fact, China may end up surviving the pandemic economically a lot better than most big economies. At 4,000 deaths, 80,000 odd positive cases, almost all of them recovered, China has just 80 active cases today. China is now looking like an average victim of the pandemic. The US has 1.1 million active cases today. Brazil and Russia have both got over 200,000 each. India has over 82,000 active cases as of today. India's positive cases are double that of China and our death toll is set to overtake China any day now. What does this tell us? It tells us that China's corona crisis is over. It's been over for almost two months. And since then, their economy has been rebooting itself, while the rest of the world, while India, has been in lockdown mode. In fact, they've spun this recovery into a diplomatic health offensive, supplying countries across the world with medical equipment, medical gear to deal with the virus. Two months ago, when lockdown one started, and India's numbers were way lower, there was a lot of talk that this is the opportunity for India to offer itself as the go-to place for companies keen to exit China. Is that chatter just as loud today? I don't think so. Why? Firstly, very few companies will leave China purely in a fit of righteous anger. Such decisions cost millions and are weighed against hard economic considerations. Yes, some companies have exited China but they've already chosen their alternative destination. Many have chosen a country like Vietnam. Why? Well, labor is just as cheap in Vietnam and hey, 
Vietnam has tackled Corona brilliantly. Just 327 cases and get this, not a single death in all of Vietnam due to coronavirus. So while India is in lockdown 4.0, numbers are rising, deaths are soaring, states are under testing, migrant workers are walking or are on trains that are getting lost. Vietnam has a big bright board outside its every embassy across the world saying we are fine, we are open for business, we can offer you a low cost, efficient, 100% corona free production hub, please come to Vietnam. Can India say so? No. And like I said, China is back on track too. And with most big economies in far worse shape, please don't expect too many more companies to exit China in the days ahead. The other reality check we need to do before we join the boycott China or boycott Chinese goods chorus is that while it sounds good as a slogan or on WhatsApp jokes or as memes, the simple fact is that China is at the heart of the world's economy today. Chinese goods are all over the US market. The Americans are addicted to them. China also owns US treasury bonds to the tune of $1.5 trillion. So the US cannot shake off this Chinese economic panda hug despite all of Trump's bluster. India too. China is India's biggest trading partner to the tune of $85 billion annually. We import goods worth around $70 billion from China annually. That is 16% of our imports come from just China. So how can we ignore? How can we boycott Chinese goods or any such thing? India can't. The world can't. China produces 28% of all the goods produced in the world. It consumes 50% of the world's cement, steel, coal. How can the world ignore China? In fact, quite the opposite. Countries across the world, Italy, Spain, UK, Brazil, Russia, frankly even the US, even India, we will all be quietly banking on demand from China to boost industry and manufacturing in our respective countries and help all of these respective countries' economies to recover. Yejo India Hena, before it looks towards upstaging China in the world order in any manner, would do well to first figure out how to get out of this chakra view of lockdown after lockdown, then make some very clear plans for economic survival, then economic recovery, and then maybe finally economic growth. Plans which are transparent, shorn of rhetoric, and rooted in reality, which, frankly, is easier said than done.